For Parks football. He's always in it. And he is obviously in the basketball game right now, promoting his picks. Brad, to date with, as far as your basketball season being young with the tournament picks and everything, is there any trend you're noticing? Uh, no, 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 not particularly. I, I mean, if you follow markets, I mean, that's probably what I do more than what I did, you know, say five, seven years ago. I, I would say a lot of unders. I'm not surprised by that, meaning I would say 90% of the time from the opening number, you're going to see the under get bet in these conference tournaments. So that would be the one thing I, I would say to look for if you're betting. If you want to bet the under, bet it early. If you want to bet the overweight, because usually these lines are getting steamed under. During the game, and, and I know you're not a big in game guy, but during games, is there a trend? Does the over extend more or does the total come down more on average in games? Is there data like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, first half is going to be lower scoring than second half, uh, you know, not only because of foul fest, but I mean, in a lot of these situations, what, what I've seen from some of the sharper guys is they're betting first half unders, especially on the early games, uh, you know, the the games are starting at 11 o'clock a.m., noon, 1 o'clock local Eastern time. Uh, a lot of those types of games uh, are getting, you know, are kind of sluggish starts. Makes sense. I mean, you're talking about college kids that are not, you know, outside of the weekend games aren't, aren't used to playing at that particular time of day. So I'm noticing that slower starts, and then the game does pick up as you move along. Brad Powers with us, Brad Power Sports. Brad, we'll be all over the place. Football. Little little brain teaser exercise here. The 0-1 Miami team, right? Larry Coker and maybe the most talent one team has had, top to bottom, versus 0-9 Alabama. If we said, Brad, you have to make a spread. Give us a spread. What would it be? Oh, wow. I know. Uh, I know. I'm sorry I, I did that, too. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of before I have my own set of power ratings. I mean, obviously, from an ta- individual talent aspect, probably the old one Miami team. I mean, I'm a big believer as you move along, and we're talking nearly a decade, bigger, stronger, faster athletes, better coach. Uh, I got to probably close to pick them. I mean, I, I get it. Miami old ones thought to be one of the greatest teams ever. But, again, bigger, stronger, faster, better coached Alabama team. Uh so that, that's why I'd make it pick them. That's what I was talking about last hour. I, th- I think I think if it's some bookie, some random bookie would probably make Miami the favorite. But you have to go Larry Coker versus Nick Saban. And, and again, Nick's got a month to work this out, right? Nick, Nick Saban's yeah. got a month. Larry Coker's got a month. Who do you think's more productive? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. And then we saw, obviously, Coker got exposed the very next year uh, against Jim Trestle so, uh, with, with a far superior talented team. So, yeah, I, that would be my worry. I, I get the sentiment uh, of making Miami the favorite, but yeah. I'm here to tell you if I had a plus sign next to Nick Saban, I'm betting Alabama. <laughs> That's where you would be. Brad Powers. Okay, now this one's even worse, Brad. If you didn't take any Tylenol before that question, you're going to need some Tylenol Motrin for this one. If we were to take every team, let's say from 2000, Bob Stoops won the championship that year, to today, Georgia's back-to-back. All the championship teams, BCS, now the playoff era, 
which is 22, 23 teams, whatever that is. What if they made you seed them? There's a tournament and you have to seed them. What kind of headache would that be? Uh, I mean, I could do it. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, again, it'd be, it would depend on the requirement. I mean, obviously, I'm going to like the teams, the more current teams, because I just think as the game has progressed. Uh, but if they told me I had to see them, you know, how dominant they were in their respective seasons, like how how good was that team in that individual season against their counterparts uh, for that particular season, then then that would be a little bit more difficult. But if you're asking me, you know, who who would I have, you know, just a Vegas power rating, who would be favored over who in a neutral? I mean, obviously the two teams at the top of my leaderboard would be the 2019 LSU team and the 2020 Alabama team would be one and two. I, I, I kind of like the Alabama team in 2020, but I, I, I get the thought process uh, of, you know, COVID being a unique year. But, man, that Alabama team played nothing but power five competition and just dominated everybody. One more question along those lines. From 2000 to today, which one of the championship teams would be the worst? I would say combination of 02 Ohio State and 2010 Auburn, just because if you go through their schedules, both those teams won six or seven games by a touchdown or less. They were so fortunate to get there in, in the first place. I would say probably the 02 Buckeyes were the worst national championship team. That's amazing, right? <laughs> To, to word it, <laughs> being a championship team, but the worst one. That's, that's <laughs> Well, I mean, they were a double-digit underdog in, in the title Correct. game. And I, I'm here to tell you, I mean, and any Buckeye fan will tell you, I mean, I do follow the Buckeyes closely. I mean, they've had so many teams better than that 0-2 team that have won it. I mean, 15, the 2015 team was better. I think the 2005 team's a very underrated Ohio State team when you look back on it. Uh, I thought the 2000, the best team that I've seen in Ohio State have in my, you know, 30 years of really following the sport closely, believe it or not, and it gets overlooked, uh, is the 2019 Ohio State team. Just, uh, you know, probably should have beaten Clemson, probably should have played LSU for the national championship, but go through them statistically. That was as a dominant as Ohio State football team as there's been, you know, since the heyday of the Woody Hayes era. David Walker, former Aggie quarterback. So speaking of conference realignment, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. The only team to ever win a natty after switching conferences is the 05 Texas team, Southwest Conference to the Big 12. Ask Brad what his thoughts are on Texas doing it again with Arch someday in the SEC next couple of years. Uh, I mean, I have my doubts. I mean, I, there's so much change, though. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's okay to say that because I mean, there's so much change, and then obviously I'd like to see how the expanded playoff impacts, uh, you know, the programs. But from a talent aspect, and talent's never really been the issue, but, man, the last couple of years, especially this last recruiting class, I mean, Sark has really, I mean, added some talent. I mean, top five type uh, talent uh, where if he puts a couple of those classes together back-to-back, I mean – there'd be no reason why they're at least not in the playoffs. So uh, I, I have my doubts. I'll, I'll say this. Just, I mean, sometimes just say it out loud. If you're having trouble beating Texas Tech, you're probably going to have trouble beating Alabama and Georgia and LSU. I mean, having trouble beating Kansas. 
<laughs> Kansas, TCU. I mean, and we're not talking one year off. We're talking the last decade. I mean, it's been a big-time struggle. So, um, And I know a lot of people have died. It's been well-documented, but there might – and I – I saw firsthand driving through there, and I'm, I promise you it's not a political statement, but uh, I don't, they're going to have to step up the care factor there. I, I don't know if that, that, that they're locked in football-wise there at Texas Tech. I, I did get country club vibes when I was visiting Austin last summer. Rob in the 5-4-0, and he was doing this in football and said he had a lot of success with it. Now, this is a parlay. We all know Brad is not Mr. Parlay guy because most of them don't win, and that's, He's in the game to win. But Rob in the 540 says, just like I was doing in football, basketball parlays, using the strategy again this year with point spreads at nine and a half, minus nine and a half or more, hit five different ones this week. Big favorite money line parlays can be profitable, but uh, uh, at the start, but sooner or later, uh, the bill comes due. Uh, so. I mean, I hear you. I just, I mean, I, I don't do it. I, I see the attraction to it. I, I know when I was f- first getting going, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I certainly, and I'm not saying that I don't do it throughout the course of the season uh, every now and then, uh, take part in it, but I just, long-term, the odds are against you. Brad, typical story for me. This is something you wouldn't do if you lived 300 years. I bet a five-team baseball, college baseball parlay the other night, Tuesday night. I had all these teams that were favored, Florida, Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee, okay? Four of them win. Tennessee's in extra innings. Man on third, nobody out. They get him home with a chopper to first or anything, the parlay wins. I, I get enough for John Daly's pizza, right? First guy pops out. Second guy strikes out. Third guy grounds out. Boston College hits a home run the next inning. Tennessee can't win. That's how I lost the parlay. Guy on third, nobody <laughs> out. Your point is, even if it's – overwhelming favorites, which all those teams were overwhelming favorites, something's going to happen somewhere in there, right? Yes. <laughs> that tends to happen. <laughs> so, um, I'm not saying he can't win short-term. Oh, I mean, sure. They tend to, to be honest with you, I mean, it tends to just the way gambling works, it tends to work out in the short term, especially you're starting out, and then, then all of a sudden you get a little greedy, and then uh, they don't necessarily work out. I mean – College football, there's been actually less parity. So, I mean, if the last decade, I mean, you've been doing like Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama money line parlays. I get it. You probably won a lot, but, uh, you know, the, the time that you lose, I mean, it, it tends to, uh, you know, the, the, again, the bill comes due sooner or later. Jeff Chu says, and you just mentioned this, Brad, you touched on this. I think the closest matchup, he says, this century would be 19 LSU, 20 Alabama. Would that be close to a pick 'em, Brad? I mean, I, I, a lot of people say LSU would be favored. Uh, I would have Alabama slightly favored there. Uh, maybe by field goal, believe it or not. Think about the receivers in that game. You can't do better than that. You just. <laughs> no. Total being the 70s. 
Ah, all right, more Brad as we continue on this Friday edition. And yes, we're here, Omni Nashville Hotel. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pie Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pie Insurance was created to change that. With Pie, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing your premium is based on your actual payroll not an estimate so your workers comp audit experience is simplified take three minutes to see how much you could save with pie insurance ask your agent for pie or get a quote at iwantpie.com that's iwantpie.com this is the greg pogue and john burton show the grizzlies are fun team they're a really good team they're playing extremely well the grizzlies have a reputation of getting under a lot of people's skin because they are a cocky mouthy team they're good they back it up but somebody's got to do it somebody's got to be the heel of the nba and probably they're the heel right Right. now and i think i think they enjoy that role greg pogue and news channel 5's john burton wnsr nashville sports radio Do you like tackle football? 
Bill King does. And you can connect with at Bill is King on Twitter or 615-844-5600. Brett Powers. I don't remember who brought it up earlier about Colorado and Dion. We were talking. But, Brad, you have already bet their team total under, correct or not? Uh, yeah, five and a half. I bet in December. Uh, so, But small potatoes. I, I think uh, four and a half is available right now, FanDuel. Uh, tried to send a, a runner there uh, this week, and they're not taking too much. So I, I – I got opinions on those season win totals. They're just not taking enough for me to to get involved right now uh, to, to have them hold my money for ten months. Yeah, I, I'm like you. I think in the beginning they're probably going to be overhyped. Now I'm not saying that means he can't. He's going to get players. We know this. He's going to get players. It may take a few years to get it going, Brad. But I think in the beginning they're probably going to be overhyped. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, not only have I bet under five and a half wins, but their first two games, I bet Nebraska minus six and a half and minus seven against Colorado, and then I laid 17 and a half with, ten, uh, with TCU in the opener. So, I just, again, I, people do not realize, I mean, not only was Colorado bad last year, I mean, they were, I mean, bottom ten in the country bad. I'm not talking power five. I'm talking counting the group of five teams. They were a bottom ten team. And even if you upgrade their power rating 10, 14 points, I mean, you're still looking at a really, really bad Power 5 team. If that's the case in here, I mean, I, I put their season win total at three, three and a half. So uh, I, I just think they can be one of the most improved teams in the entire country and still be a three and nine, four and eight team at best. So I just I don't think people realize that. Did you already bet Notre Dame and the under as well or not? I'm not bad. It's eight and a half at FanDuel. Pretty fair number. Uh I mean, if you gave me a hundred bucks, I'd probably lean under. Schedule's difficult. I mean, I see they're an underdog in Clemson game. They'll be an underdog. They're big underdog against the Buckeyes. Uh, and then, I mean, they got some tricky road games: NC State, Duke, um, some other ones in there. And obviously, Marcus and the boys lost. I mean, uh, lost a couple games they had no business losing to last year. So we'll see if they can clear that up. But I mean, obviously, a big upgrade with Sam Hartman at quarterback. Uh, Coaching staff turnover, probably a little bit unexpected, especially late in the game. But uh, eight and a half is a fair number. Again, not worth my time for them to hold my money for 10 months. Kirkland in Macon, Georgia. Ask Brad his opinion on Stetson Bennett's draft value moving forward. Oh, I think he had a pretty good combine. Obviously, the arrest uh, in January <laughs> was not good. Uh, I mean, his measurables – height-wise, size-wise aren't going to be great. But, I mean, he is an athlete. I don't think he ever got enough credit for that. I mean, he's pretty mobile. I think his arm surprised a lot of people with the velocity he was able to throw with at the Combine. So, is he going to be a first-round draft pick? Absolutely not. Second-round, no. Third-round, no. But I could see someone taking a flyer on him in the fourth or fifth round. Josh in Picktown, Ohio. Ask Brad about Navy football next season. Coach Ken's gone. 
Of course, it faded last few years under Coach Ken. It was really sad to see, actually, because he'd done a good job. But your thoughts there, Brad? Yeah, uh, I was still surprised by the, the the firing. I thought, I mean, they competed down the stretch, to say the least. I mean, I get it that they didn't have what wins, but when you're playing in a tough conference, I mean, they played Cincinnati tough. They upset UCF. Uh, they gave Notre Dame a run for their money. Uh, and they probably, I mean, they're at the goal line. If the kid doesn't fumble, they probably beat Army. So, uh, I, I, I don't know if it was a just firing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, as far as what they got in 2023, I got to do a little bit more legwork. I do like the, the, the coaching staff that they were able to, to you know, surround themselves with. Keep in mind, they promoted the defensive coordinator. I've actually been impressed with him over the last couple of years at Navy. Uh, he, he hired a Kennesaw State uh, the offensive specialist to run the option. Uh, but more legwork is required for me to, to get a, a, a read on them. Uh, they are right now, you can bet, Navy in week one against Notre Dame, the Ireland game. I'm actually going to try to go to that game, believe it or not. Uh, right now, Navy's a 19.5-point underdog. So you're thinking about flying over to Ireland for that opener? Yeah, it's week zero, so I'm not going to miss much there. I, I know I'll, I'll probably bet every single game by that point as far as week zero, week one, so – it'll actually not be a very busy week for me, so why not? If it wasn't smack dab in the middle of the season, there's no way. But uh, week zero, why, why not do something you know you, you can only do you know once a lifetime? That would be pretty cool to do. Um, that's not a bad idea. And uh, you'll get to see the debut of Sam Hartman. I'm, I'm making some obvious uh, predictions there, but I don't think there's any way he's coming in there to not be the quarterback. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it might actually be good news. I mean, I would tell you that Buckner really, really ascended, but uh, yeah, Sam Hartman. If I had to put some odds on it, you know, ninety percent. So I had to, you know, minus five hundred uh, at least uh, on Sam Hartman being the starting quarterback. Brad Powers with us. BradPowerSports dot com. Is there a game that stands out to you today? A matchup that jumps out at you with the basketball today? Uh, I just sent out my plays. I, I mean, I like a lot today. I mean, there's, I just think there's so much value in the last couple of days compared to even the, the, the first couple of days of the NCAA tournament. I think a sneaky, good situational spot is grambling against Jackson State. Uh, the, the way the SWAC conference is, it's kind of uh, – you know, Grambling had a day off yesterday. Jackson State had to play. Jackson State had to rally for, from double digits down. Jackson State doesn't have a very deep bench, uh, below average. They had to rally from 15 down. They had to play in overtime. And again, Grambling actually had the day off. So I think situationally, that's a pretty good spot for Grambling. So I'm going to lay the six and a half there. Uh, another situational spot, and this is what you're looking for. I mean, I'm going to fade to Cal State Fullerton. Again, a team off an overtime game, but not a deep bench. I, I like Irvine, then. Plus a couple of guys that I respected. I mean, follow markets. I'm not an originator in college basketball. I mean, I saw a lot of money come in pro Irvine uh, last night, and uh, they were rewarded. And then I saw a lot of anti-Fullerton money come in the market yesterday. And even though that, that they ended up pulling the outright upset in overtime, uh, they, they easily could have lost that game. So because of that, I'm going to lay the three and a half with Irvine as well. Those, those would be my top two as of right now. Auburn lost to Arkansas, and uh, I was watching that through, oh, early the second half. Then I lost interest, but but I checked this morning. Is Auburn perhaps not getting in the tournament? I think they're safe. I mean, keep in mind, a lot of the bubble teams 
have, I mean, not done their job. So I, I think Auburn's safe. I mean, I know the, they stumbled down the stretch. Right. Record's not overwhelmingly great, but they played a strong strength of schedule. Arkansas was steamed big time yesterday, so it wasn't that big of a surprise. But I think what's helping Auburn is a lot of the other bubble teams, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Carolina, all those teams, you know, flamed out in their respective conference tournaments as well. Does Alabama need to win today to be a one seed, or are they already cemented? I think they're pretty much cemented as a one seed. Uh, yeah, I, I think right now your, your one seeds are – I think three of them are pretty much set, Alabama, Kansas, and Houston. We're wondering who would be that fourth one seed. Is it Purdue? Is it UCLA? UCLA has a key injury, so it would be interesting to see what happens there. Is Houston, and I go back to the five slamma jamma days and Guy Lewis and all that talent, but as good as they've been, ranked number one and all that, are they good enough to be the last team standing? Uh, I mean, I have my doubts on those teams that play a relatively weak schedule. I right. mean, Gonzaga would be exhibit A of that. Uh they're good enough. They're elite eight, final four type caliber team. But they, they, I mean, obviously they, they they've been that kind of team here the last you know three years. They're final four in twenty twenty one. They made the elite eight last year. So I think they're in similar situation this year, just as good as those teams from the last couple of years. Along those a lot same of it's lines, up too, too. Yeah, a lot of it's matchup too. I mean, I got everyone asked me about this. Well, let me see the bracket come out because a lot of times you know you get, you get a favorable draw or you don't. Along those same lines. Does it matter at all that Alabama has never been to a Final Four? Does that have anything to do with playing basketball the rest of the way this year? I think the more the distractions uh, surrounding the program have a bigger deal. Uh, yeah. and they haven't covered a game since that news come out, has come out. So I think that would be the bigger thing on why I would be very hesitant on betting Alabama uh, to, to make a deep run. And just everything that's surrounding that program. I mean, they – could have lost as a big double-digit favorite against South Carolina. The game went to overtime. Had to rally to beat Arkansas. They didn't cover that game. Rallied to beat Auburn in overtime. Then ended up losing A&M. I mean, they're, there's not a good performance, really, when you look against the spread in their last four games. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty uh, bearish on, uh, on Alabama. And nothing to do with what's happened in their you know, school history. It's just what's happened in the last two weeks surrounding that program. Tom in Myrtle Beach asked Brad what the over-under for Auburn football wins is. Uh, not out yet. Uh, I'm guessing six and a half-ish. Uh, they'll be improved. I, I like the hire uh, on the field. I'm not talking off the field with you, Freeze, but I like what he did. He really stocked up the line of scrimmage. You look at the incoming transfers there, several starters on that offensive line. That's been a problem for Auburn the last few years. Is, has been that offensive line. Uh, I, you know, they got to get playmakers at quarterback too. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up shaking out there. As I'm going to say for the next month, uh, like I, I need to see spring a little bit. I mean, with these new teams, I mean, they're, keep in mind, I mean, there's a lot of he's bringing in like 35 new guys. I mean, a lot of these new coaches. I mean, it's 35 plus players uh, new. So I mean, we're talking well over a third of the roster in some instances, half the roster, like in Arizona State, Colorado, 45-type players coming in. So, uh, I, I, new teams. So, I, I literally have to watch spring on a lot of these teams. Auburn be one of them. Brad, I may be on an island here. I think Robbie Ashford fits well with what 
Pure Freeze does. I could definitely see that. He has to improve. I, I just watched the Auburn-Penn State game, and he came in uh, it, 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 because, you know, Finley uh, it, it wasn't performing well. Uh, you know, he's got to improve as a passer. Now, Hugh Freeze, I think, can correct that, but Man Ashford's a really good athlete. So uh, we'll, I, I want to see if he's an improved passer, then, you know, I'm going to be probably bullish on Auburn. I think they're uh, a team, and I like the fight that they showed down the stretch. Obviously, with Cadillac Williams, they didn't give up on the season when they could have. So uh, it's, I, I got to see it, though, because I'll tell you what, his first action throwing the football was not a good look, at least from what I, you know, rewatching film so far. Brad, just a little west of you, can you feel the Pac-12 imploding? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought that when USC and UCLA made that move. I mean, I, I just didn't see a, a, path, a big path moving forward when you lost the top market. And uh, I I mean, I'm not shocked because, I mean, they just haven't gotten to – they've been behind – the eight ball for, you know, a decade plus at this point. So, uh, yeah, it's be unbelievable that it comes to an end, but they're not surprised after the news last summer. No, and there's all this talk about how the Big 12 is targeting what they call the four corners, which is the Arizona schools in Utah and Colorado. And that seems – something seems to be going on there. I don't know how far down the road they are, but – that seems to be not just some random barstool – I don't mean barstool sports, but dude sitting at a bar making up stuff. Yeah, I mean, geographically, not, not a bad fit there. I think Arizona basketball in the Big 12 would be very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah not, not too bad. It's funny. Colorado leaves the Big Big 12 and, they, and is right back in it. So, And then the question is what happens to, you know, the the remaining schools. I mean, they go to the Big Ten or and Oregon, Washington, maybe. I mean, what happens to Stanford and Cal? That'd be interesting. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, again, more and more changes. And, I mean, I'll have to see. Uh, I, I, I'm not very bullish on USC and UCLA in the Big Ten as far as their success there. Uh, I'm just not. I, I think – I'd rather be Oklahoma, Texas in in the SEC. I'm a little more bullish on their chances than, than I am USC, UCLA. So I'll have to see how a lot of this shakes out, but I think some of these newcomers are in for a rude awakening. Brad Powers with us, bradpowersports.com, every Friday. Brad, I have a theory or just – an opinion on something, but I don't have the time here. We'll do it after the break. One more segment with Brad. Anything you need on basketball, post it. Any questions? He's already given you a few picks that he is endorsing. Anything you want to do with football, that's fair game as well. BradPowerSports.com. Brad, as we go to the break, tell everybody what they need to do to get your info. Yeah, bradpowersports.com, dead top of the page. Click on the Bill King tab. Once you do so, you can uh, check out the newsletter and the basketball service going on right now. It's 99 bucks. Not only college basketball, March Madness, but it's the NBA playoffs through uh, the, the NBA Finals in June. So there you have it. More with Brad as we continue on today. My, I'll just, I'll just tease you a little bit there, Brad. My opinion, theory is two teams – one that's better than the other when they match up, but the other has a better chance of winning a national championship. That's the tease. 
It's interesting. That's, I, I think like that. It's the way my brain works. More Brad as we continue from the Omni Nashville Hotel. Tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Celebrate the history of our national pastime at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown. See priceless treasures that'll bring your baseball memories to life. Connect with events that have shaped and changed the game and our country. Our stories to tell, your memories to share. Plan your visit today at baseballhall.org. Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Paddy's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub starting at just $129. Let's go Preds. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I just saw a picture of Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon is one of those guys that lived hard, okay? I know. Look, I know. I understand. There's some rough, humble miles on that body. Yeah. Some on the field, some off the field. Yeah. Jim McMahon, high mileage. Oh, there's a high, high mileage. High mileage in that vehicle. It is not no. highway miles. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR.
nobody knows more about college football history than Bill King. All right, Brad, hear me out. I'll try and give you the cliff notes. Michigan, Ohio State. Right now when they match up, Michigan's able to bully them. We've seen it twice. We got the confirmation the second time. Ohio State had 365 days to obsess, which both of those schools do about each other, and get past the 21 bullying. And it happened again. Nothing changed. It happened again. Now, maybe early on in the 22 game, I thought there were a couple of moments in the first half that that Michigan looked wobbly. But they survived it, and then they dominated the second half. So my point is, Michigan right now can bully Ohio State, but Ohio State's got a better chance to win a national championship. Does that make sense? Does that math add up? Yeah, when, when you did the tease, I, it took me two seconds to figure out <laughs> to know. Uh, who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it, it makes sense, certainly. Uh, and look, Ohio State's going to have to get tougher at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think they are, especially on the defensive line. Uh, I think they'll be better, especially in year two under Jim Knowles. I, I mean, I didn't like a lot of the, the defensive play calling. It was kind of all or nothing in a lot of that, that Michigan game. In right. my Michigan, I mean, mainly it was four or five really big plays in that game. Uh, and Ohio State's going to have to limit that. Uh, but but right now on paper, I mean, I had Michigan favored because it's in the big house uh, over Ohio State. First time since 2011, I would have Michigan favored in that game. So, uh There'll be some preseason expectations to go along with it, but on paper, uh, you know, it looks pretty good for Michigan uh, this year. But I get what you're saying. Ohio State, stylistically, uh, especially if they can figure out the quarterback position, does have a higher ceiling uh, just the way they play compared to Michigan. Well, we saw that when they played Georgia. Uh, look at the last two semifinals of the two teams. Uh, I know it's not apples to apples, but. I mean, we saw Ohio State, you know, very nearly fully upset over Georgia, and we saw Michigan the year prior just had no chance. Game was over at halftime. Yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation because it's it's matchups versus top end, and sometimes those don't agree because Ohio State was a millisecond, just one moment away from putting away Georgia. Michigan couldn't do that with Georgia. We know that, right? They just couldn't. Yep. It's it's interesting the way the different matchups you have to judge differently, and that's that's a good example of that. Topwater Assassin, and Brad, you've touched on this a little bit. He says, pro tip, and this is about playing lots of conference games and how you judge it by virtue of betting it says, pro tip, these conference tournaments, when they play in back-to-back days, if a team full court presses the whole game, their legs are shot by the second or third day, which is a good point. Yeah, we just don't see too many teams do that anymore, full court press. They I don't. Mean, just, that, yeah, just no one does that hardly anymore. But, I mean, there's something to it. I mean, I look at bench minutes, uh, minutes uh, percentages, you know, how deep is your bench, you eight, nine, ten-man rotation compared to, you know, the – just seven. <laughs> the, the team maybe play six guys uh, on a regular basis. That impacts it. I mean, did you play extra minutes? Did the game? I mean, six games went in overtime yesterday. I I can just tell tell you blindly. I I faded all those teams today. Uh, just uh, anything extra that that might impact you uh, and, and be a negative. 
it's certainly something I look at. There's so many. You can write a book on handicapping conference tournaments because there's so much nuances to it. You're, you're right. Very few teams. I, I remember growing up, UNLV and Loyola Marymount. Rick Pitino did it in his early days at Kentucky. Oh, very, yeah, few, yeah. very few do that. And if they do it, Brad, it's usually just token. It, 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 it's, yeah. it's just little harassment, and then they back up. They retreat, right? It's not the same that we're used to. Does any team do no. that full time? I don't know of one. Maybe in one of the smaller conferences I don't watch, maybe. But, wow. Yeah, I, I don't follow it close enough to know. But, yeah, I mean, our, a lot of the good teams did it. Now, Arkansas, uh, no one oh. Richardson pressed you. I mean, John Wooden would press you at UCLA. I'm really dating myself there. But uh, I, I know specifically Arkansas and Kentucky would press the hell out of you in the 90s, and obviously they were very successful. Brad Powers with us, bradpowersports.com. Brad, let you out the door. Appreciate everything. Tell everybody one more time what they need to do to get your info. Bradpowersports.com, dead top of the page. Click on the Built Kings tab. Basketball going on right now. Uh, if you want some picks, not only today, this weekend, next weekend, the entire NCAA tournament, NBA playoffs, 99 bucks. bradpowersports.com. Click on the Built Kings tab, top of the page. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks, Bill.